Hi everyone, it's been so long, but Game Bros, we are back. Oh, th th that's amazing, bro, because like so much ha has happened in this, in the meantime, I mean, like it's been two crazy months. And first, hey, how are you? Hello, bro. Hello, everyone. It's so good to be back. And I hope everyone is well and safe. Everyone that is listening to us right now, you know has done whatever they could to stay healthy and entertained oh, yeah. and playing their favorite mm -hmm. games because in the end of the day, what it matters is, you know, to be healthy and happy. Right, bro? And it's I, so good I, to I be back, bro. Agree. It's good to be back. So it, it took us two months to record that episode just for a, a, a reason that is fair, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I got a new baby. No. Uh, it, it was in the pipeline, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so her name is Eleonore, and I, I mean, it's been pretty amazing, but at the same time, pretty rough because she went to the night queue. So, like, we had some crazy weeks in, in, in between. So, that's why we didn't record. And I, I don't know, like, if you will relate to that with that, but the, the thing is, when you have a baby, usually the first month is crazy. <laughs> so, like, because you're not sleeping and whatever. But the, the main problem that we have, and it's not a problem, is that we have a, another kid <laughs> that is 14, 14 <laughs> or 15 months old now. So it's been pretty crazy. So finding just one hour or two just to record one episode was complicated. Yeah. But now we are there. No, bro. I'm super excited. Well, if I remember correctly, the, the role of Game Bros is to... Um, show people that we are actually busy. We are talking about people who have busy oh, yeah. lives and still want to play games, right? So that's the proof Exactly. anyone would need <laughs> to see that we are serious about this, right? It's, it's Guillaume's cool. second baby and I had to, the <laughs> yeah. privilege to meet both of them now. Extraordinary yeah. kids and yeah. as life goes back to normal, not only in regards of the pandemic, but also in case of Guillaume's in regards of schedule. Um, we will try to keep this happening. But of course, as I said before, uh, if there is something that is key in moments like this is to be tolerant and comprehensive. So we're going to do mm -hmm. our best. We're going to try our best to play games, even in these crazy times, now that we are slowly going <laughs> back to work as well. Uh, and try to get, <laughs> to bring something fun and entertaining and informative for our listeners, right, bro? Completely, bro. Like that's the purpose of the of the podcast: reconciling your busy lives with your video gaming. So, I mean, we are there. We are super excited because today is gonna be a big episode, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so today, like today, we wanted yeah. So, um, tell us, bro. Tell so, us everything. Well, we, we sort of have this idea because, I mean, we are living in a ever-changing world where before, and I think that's actually mind-blowing, before you would buy a console, let's say you bought Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64, you kind of knew mm -hmm. everything that that platform would offer you until a new console mm -hmm. would come out. And now we are in a different generation where things are getting updated and new gears are coming out all the freaking time. Nobody has the time or the money to even buy everything that 
a console that's, can offer that's crazy even though yeah. it's already released even though it's been years sometimes that it's released right bro mm -hmm. and yeah. so there's so many accessories and gears out there and guillaume mm -hmm. and i have a few of them and we have been using oh. some of these gears for quite a while and especially mm -hmm. because money is is finite for us <laughs> we decided that it would maybe be a good idea to talk about the gears we do have and use and like mm -hmm. and we think that it actually aggregates to our gaming experience right bro i completely agree bro so first off i think that it would be fair to start with the consoles that we both own so i mean maybe you want to start and describe the consoles that you have yeah absolutely bro so Right now, what I have is a PlayStation 4 Pro and my beloved wow. Nintendo Switch, right? These are the two consoles that Not I have. Not Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Not Pro. There isn't, because there isn't one the yet. The Pro might be coming. The yeah. Pro might be coming. Some, I mean, some, I don't know. I've seen that online, some rumors about like a Switch Pro. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it would give, but... I mean, I'm sold on this concept because I love my Switch too. But like, it might be for later for this episode. Yeah, bro. I think so, it's, it's yep. a lot of people are actually mentioning this, but I don't think it's in the new future. I think most of it's speculation right now, right? Yeah. And yeah. and I know for a fact that you've been thinking about Stadia again. Is that right, bro? Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's crazy because right now I have a PS4 not the pro one i have the first gen ps4 okay. so it's been pretty old now and i have problems with my hard drive because they are like limited i think it's 500 gigabytes so mm. like it's not great so whenever i want to play a new game i have to uninstall one. Oh yeah it's been pretty boring uh, and i have a, my beloved nintendo switch it's i'm in love with that console uh, it's the same for you and we we, we are completely sold on the switch concept oh, yeah. so, like i don't I, i'm not gonna try to i'm not gonna try to replace the switch but i've been thinking more and more about like buying a like a gaming pc first because like i'm in love with like some pc like some games on pc but I, I love the concept of Stadia, bro. Like, it's been two months now that we recorded the previous one and yeah. we talked about Stadia a lot. And I, I think that at the time, I was like, I'm not fully convinced because, like, the controller, I, I don't know how it's going to work, like, if right. the 4K is going to be good or whatever. But now, Stadia is free to anyone as long as you want the 1080p version, which is great. And you can try it for free, I think, for a month, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's amazing. That, that's a real yeah. nice opportunity, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I was thinking that maybe trying to replace my PS4 with Stadia. Ooh, and that hurts my not feeling. To, I'm sorry, bro. But like <laughs> trying not to get the PS5 and instead investing in a new kind of platform to play. Ouch. And... Yeah, I know. But let, let me finish here. So, like, I was completely sold on the concept, right? The problem is that every time I'm watching the catalog, I, like, Google is keeping me away from their platform. I see. I don't want to, like, go and, like, buy Stadia and, like, use Stadia just because the catalog is so small. If I buy, let's say that if tomorrow I buy a PS5, like when it's out this fall, I know that for sure we'll have some great games 
oh, yeah. on the platform. Plus the and retro compatibility, the, right? There you go. Yeah. Exactly. So that's something that I love in advance, but I know that it's going to be quite pricey, right? And with two kids, knowing that Stadia is free and that I just have to buy games, I love this idea. But bro, I'm going to stay like within the Sony family uh, in the coming future Yay. because Stadia has a really small catalog. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, bro. I don't know what you think about Stadia, bro. Like, do you have new ideas, like new opinion, well, like a new opinion on Stadia? I have to say, bro, that um, I I've seen many videos on YouTube. I mean, I think everyone has been using YouTube even more often now, right? That we have mm -hmm. a little bit more time, and and YouTube has Crazy, yeah. information about everything. You can have even free mm -hmm. courses in there. And mm -hmm. uh, but I refuse myself to actually have the YouTube Pro or whatever the subscription is <laughs> called. <laughs> it's so expensive. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, um, so uh, what I'm basically saying is that I've I've been exposed to a bunch of videos on Stadia and what Stadia has to offer, and I agree with you 100% because it the idea is extraordinary. And it's supposed to give the gamers the freedom that we like so much, the freedom mm -hmm. to play with mm -hmm. whatever device you have, the freedom of bringing yeah. your iPad to, you know, a vacation and whenever you have a free time, you mm -hmm. play it. But the problem is, how can you actually have freedom if the catalog is so small, right? I, agree. I feel trapped. I, agree. I don't feel free because, I mean... If I look through their, their, the games that they offer at the moment, there's like maybe a handful of games, maybe five games that I want to play. So, again, I think this stadium might be the idea for the future, but they are not there yet. Mm -hmm. Right, bro? I, I fully agree. Yeah, I mean, if PlayStation, if Sony is doing the same, like with this crazy idea of like you playing anywhere with whatever screen you have you just have to plug in like to to plug your your new controller the dual sense i think that we have, like we have to talk about the dual sense oh. in this episode bro because this controller is so amazing it we, made me just cry just seen it oh bro when i saw that colors thing. oh ah, the colors it's so, ah, it's, it's amazing it's, it's amazing wonderful. Yeah, and and that's the reason why we have to stick with Sony. <laughs> like, the controller looks great. Oh yeah, we have to stick with Sony. So I, I, I'm with you there, bro. Uh, the the idea, the concept is amazing. Stadia looks amazing on paper. They just need developers. They just need a fucking huge catalog. They just need more PC games, for instance, because knowing that you don't have to invest so much on the hardware. And that you can play anywhere just using the the thing that you have in front of you as a screen and not as yeah. a device to play is amazing it i is. love the idea it is really I'm great. completely sold on the concept yeah, yeah. like like you were saying so for we'll example um, yeah. about having a, a gaming pc right i i've never had one mm -hmm. i i usually play games in mm -hmm. a console but i do know that they okay. are not cheap right these are usually good machines if you want to have a smooth experience yeah and yeah and yeah. so taking this out of the formula for us yeah. and our public which are supposed to be responsible hard working people who mm -hmm. like to play games and don't have all the money on the planet it, it, it it's really tempting mm -hmm. and whenever we hear more about the catalog or new things that google is implementing to make stadia more 
um, really enjoyable. I think that's that's what they're missing. We're going to update our listeners, right, bro? Oh, completely. Yeah, let's see, because I think that it's pretty new. I was watching a bunch of videos online about like uh, six months later Stadia, but even IGN is saying the same. Yeah. The catalog is what hurts. Exactly. The catalog is so small. I mean, I'm playing Odyssey on my PS4. Do I need to buy a new version on Stadia? No. Definitely not. I- I'm, I'm going to play on my PS4. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Okay, bro, what have you been playing? Like, this is very important to Oh, me. bro. So let me see. Ever since we last spoke, I mm-hmm. finished a few games. And the wow. cool thing is that one of them is going to be the main subject of our next episode. So I'm not going to spoil anything right now. Mm. But what I've been playing right now, and it actually connects really well with the, the purpose of this very episode, is that I'm there playing Pokemon Let's Go again. with my pokeball plus but this time with the help of a guide and we have to talk about this because it's a whole new experience okay what about you bro on the idea bro uh so i finished assassin's creed origins that's a big Uh, one i think i promised yeah (laughs) i promised the audience last time that i had to finish it i had two months so i did it finally yes congrats bro (laughs) so so not 100% because that game is massive, but I finished the story. Uh, I'm, I am I had to put that game on the side because I have so many games to play. So right now I'm playing Horizon. Oh, amazing game. Yeah, just to try to... Yeah, I know. But this game is not awesome when like you forgot the me- mechanics. Oh, no. So, yeah, I consider several times like restarting from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But Pauline, my wife, told me, okay, no, you shouldn't because, like, you have to finish that game and, like, move on to the next one. So, <laughs> apparently, I have to, like, step up my game <laughs> and try to keep up with the story. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you have to do your homework, bro. Well, I, I agree with oh, you. Horizon Zero Dawn is an outstanding game. And, and we mentioned this game during our top five uh, mm-hmm. game yeah. list. And... Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you. It's in terms of the learning curve in order Oof. to enjoy this game is not easy, right? But it pays off. Yeah. That's for sure. So, bro, keep practicing. I'm at, I'm at the I'm at the beginning of the curve, bro. I'm at the very, very, very <laughs> beginning of the learning curve. No, so it's been amazing because the graphics are amazing with that game. Uh, the the, the ambience, I mean, I love everything about that game. It's just that now, like, I was pretty far along with the story mode. So, uh, like fighting big beasts exactly. has been very complicated, yeah. to be honest. I yeah. bet, bro. So, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, you're playing... So, you're playing Horizon on your PS4, right? Yeah, PS4. And PS4. I, I happen to play this game thoroughly on my PS4 Pro. And I think this is mm. a a good connection to what we we want to tell our listeners for example right now we are in we are very close to hearing more about ps5 and i think i'm pretty safe to say that we're probably gonna have ps5 on the shelves everywhere by this fall i think it's safe to say that i hope so bro i hope so too i have fingers crossed here uh, yeah, but 
as you I can see that you're very careful in saying this and you're right because with the pandemic everything got mm-hmm. upside down so we might actually see PS5 maybe next year and if mm-hmm. that is the case some people might still be considering whether the PS4 Pro if they own a PS4 now or even a PS3 mm-hmm. if the PS4 Pro would be the way to go so um, it's mm-hmm. the PS4 Pro is not a gear per se but it's a mid-generation console so there isn't a major improvement, let's put it that way. So I think it's a good idea for us to discuss that, bro. Um, mm-hmm. you, you've agree. seen me playing with my PS4 Pro a few times, and I'm pretty sure that you read and, mm-hmm. and consider even buying this console a few times. So mm-hmm. tell me, what, what, what is in your mind right now in terms of PS4 versus PS4 Pro? So, like, th- that's a very good point because the, the PS5 will be very expensive. Yeah. Let's not lie there. I think it's going to be very expensive. And I have been, throughout the years, uh, the kind of guy that is buying the new console anyways. So I try not to think too much. I'm just buying the new one and that's fine. Okay. So th- that's what I had in mind. And that's the reason also why I did not buy the PS4 Pro. I was waiting for the PS5. I knew it was coming probably by 2020 or 2021 at the time. So I was like, my PS4 is working well. And as long as it's sticking with me and not dying, I'm going to like just play on that console. But I had in mind that like if my console were to die, for instance, I would replace it with a PS4 Pro uh, for a simple reason. 4K, uh, I have a 4K TV. So it makes total sense just to enjoy more of my TV and more of my screen so like i would just move to the and buy a new ps4 ps4 pro in that case just to enjoy better graphics and the second one is the storage i think that you have one terabyte or something like yes, that. yes i think that's that. the standard storage on ps4 pro yeah so this and second you have like the loading times are i think smaller i i don't know I don't know if it's true because like I never text tested like I didn't I, I never did like a test a comparison test at the same time with the same game so I, I kind of don't know but I'm pretty sure we can find videos online on YouTube but um, just for the two the two reason of getting like a higher storage capacity and getting better graphics is a very good uh, like are two very good reasons to switch to PS4 Pro yeah. in my opinion very nice and bro. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen you play, for instance, The Witcher. And of course, I'm comparing with my Switch version, which is pretty bad. And I've been complaining a lot about the graphics on the Switch for The Witcher. But the the experience is amazing, too, because it's the Switch. So, like, I cannot complain on every front, you know? Yeah. So, but the, on the PS4 Pro, The Witcher looks amazing. It's amazing. So... Exactly, yeah. bro. Well, PS4 Pro is great. I, I think one of the, the, the things that you mentioned that I think even though it sounds very obvious, it, it, it sometimes it really isn't when you're buying a new console. For example, if you don't own a 4K TV, there is mm-hmm. no reason whatsoever to upgrade your console to a 4K console. I know exactly. it sounds very intuitive, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to remember this, bro, but... I had a PS4 and mm. I, I I sold my PS4 at the time and I bought a PS4 Pro, but I had a very shitty TV back then. 
And, and I think I, I was playing, if I'm not mistaken, was Shadow of Mordor or something. And I yeah. told you, oh my god, the graphics are so much better. And just <laughs> and you immediately showed me that it was placebo. Immediately, because there was no way it could be better. Yeah. <laughs> so um so I mean it it was very clear to me back then that I would have to buy a new TV and once I got a 4K mm -hmm. TV, everything made sense. And then there's like, yeah. it, it's amazing. So if you're playing, especially now that the PS4 console, it's it's been mm -hmm. out there for so long, the developers mm -hmm. are capable of using it to the maximum, right? Oof, that's so amazing. if you're playing God of War 4, to give an example, on your PS4 Pro using a nice 4K TV, my friends, it's like mind blowing, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I do think, bro, Amazing. that if, if people don't own a 4K TV, they shouldn't even consider that. Now, exactly for, for yeah. storage, for example, because that's another point that you brought up and it's very important. Mm -hmm. It's going to be more important every day because the new games are bigger. They are heavier and full of new content and details. So if someone wanted to keep their PS4, do you know if there is an alternative for storage? If there's something you can do about that? Because honestly, I don't. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not official, but you can replace the hard drive oh. with a brand new one, bigger one. Uh, I think that you can even try to switch to an SSD to have better loading times. Wow. Uh, but the, the procedure is massive, meaning that if you fail and that can happen because like you have to open a mini pc because a ps4 is not different from a pc exactly like you have a motherboard you have storage you have ram you have all that stuff inside um, so if you replace and you fail at one point and you damage the motherboard for instance you will have to rebuy a ps4 yeah or ps4 pro in that case so like one should keep in mind that um, like switching to a better storage with your console might be a good idea if you feel like it. But even me, and I'm very good at like building PCs and like doing this kind of stuff. I don't have like 300 bucks to throw out of the window. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I prefer uninstalling the game, mm -hmm. like and installing a new one. It's, it's like, I, I feel better that way. Okay. I know I could do it. But I don't want to lose my PS4, well, I, especially that I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there, bro. I mean, there, there are so many options nowadays. And, and I'm pretty sure you can find videos on YouTube teaching you mm -hmm. to do all that stuff. But generally mm -hmm. speaking, I think it's too great a risk, right? And, oh, yeah, completely. And, and I actually thought, and maybe I'm saying something really stupid, but I actually thought that you could maybe use like an external hard drive mm -hmm. uh, in this case too. But... But maybe it's just, uh, it was just in my mind here. Do you know anything about so, that? Yeah, so if I'm not mistaken, but I don't want to go too deep into details, I think it's uh, mostly because of the speed that you cannot do it because like you need a perfect like synchronization okay. synchronization between your like pc or like ps4 in that case and your hard drive mm -hmm. so like you have to be on sata if i'm not m mistaken so i don't think that even usb 3 would be enough and like it has to be very stable and usually the connection between like 
uh, hard drive and your PC or console in that case through a USB cable is not very stable. Yeah. So that, that's probably why you cannot do it. And keep in mind that Sony has like no interest whatsoever on you plugging and like update upgrading your your storage with just yeah. like one external hard drive so exactly i don't think that it's doable for those reasons too yeah yeah, yeah. it makes sense it makes sense in, mm -hmm. in 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 this perspective as well sony has mm -hmm. no interest in helping you in this regard yeah but um exactly bro <clears throat> now that we are talking about ps4 and ps4 pro uh, and I know that we went mentioned that last time, like during our last episode, but I really want like you to give us like a tiny, like your feedback on PSVR too, because VR is like probably the future of gaming too for some people. Yeah. So I think that it's a good idea just to mention where, like what you need uh, as a gear to play VR, uh, especially the cables, because if I remember correctly from last time we spoke, it's pretty crazy, right? It is. It is, bro. You're absolutely right. So, I, if I remember correctly, I already sort of mentioned my some of my experience with the PS VR uh, before, but I think yeah. it makes perfect sense to bring this up again, especially in a, in an episode that we are talking about gears and things to enhance your gaming experience. So, uh, first of all, my feeling of the PS VR is that we are talking about something that looks very much like a prototype okay bro so mm -hmm. if i showed you so i remember it was my birthday a few years ago and i really really wanted to try it so uh, my wife drove me all the way to best buy and it was a pretty far away best buy just so that i could get it right away and they were selling this bundle where you would get the the helmet thingy because it does mm -hmm. look like a helmet uh Plus, it would come with a game and different controllers that also use a little bit of motion sensor and so on. So it would all come together. Plus that this little camera. I think a lot of people have this camera, even if it's to play these uh, dancing games and so on. Yeah. That you can just buy dance. for your... Yeah. Uh, exactly, Just Dance, for example. That you can buy for mm -hmm. your PS4. So you have to have all this gear. They do sell it in bundle. I, I do think that they still have this stuff. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the, the first thing that bothered me a lot was the amount of cables one has to have connected and pretty much across your entire living room in order to play with your PSVR. So if you Google it or if you look at videos on YouTube, you're going to see what I'm saying, bro. It's, it's not like mm -hmm. one or two cords. No. And they're pretty thick, too. So, for example, <laughs> I don't have kids, but I do have pets. And more specifically, I have rabbits, so I'm pretty sure that they would love to chew on these cords until it's all done. And I imagine it would be even more dangerous if you have kids, because, you know, it's like people, mm. you know, they could trip over and or, or they could yeah. pull things back. And of course, they would mm -hmm. do that. They're trying to play as well, but only their own way. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so that was already something that really bothered me. In terms of mm -hmm. the actual gaming experience, what I can tell about the PSVR is that there are basically two modes. So not mm -hmm. all games, of course, will work on your PSVR. So, for example, if you're going to play The Witcher 3, of course, you would mm -hmm. love to be Geralt in a VR game, right? Let's say that you're not seeing this <laughs> third person anymore, but it's a first person. That would be absolutely incredible. 
but be amazing. for a number of reasons, of course, the game was never developed to be played that way. So it's not going to work. So what they say is that, well, even if you don't like necessarily the catalog for the PSVR games, there is a mode on your PSVR. So you put on the helmet, Tiny, mm -hmm. and you can use this. Um, it's like a home. It's like a theater mode. Okay. So it basically okay. projects in front of you a huge screen. It's a virtual huge okay. screen, right? Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, when you're playing the game, it does feel like you're playing in a move theater. So that's pretty cool, actually. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work mm -hmm. 100% for all the games. So I heard that if the game has way okay. too many details, so the definition isn't amazing either. But mm -hmm. when I was playing Shadow of Mordor in this, in mm -hmm. this uh, move theater kind of uh, feeling, it was, it was nice. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. I was like, wow, I, I can get used to this. Now for the PSVR games, which are actually intended so that you, you are living in that game. And they have a bunch of demos too. They can show you a bunch of things mm -hmm. that and a bunch of different mm -hmm. games and the way that they would expose you to these games. I'm going to say if there is such a thing, I'm going to say that they're almost too immersive. Yeah. In a way that, for example, if you're playing a game that you're driving a car, you're going to be mm -hmm. afraid of hitting this car. Believe me, you're like driving. And in my opinion, it's not even enjoyable anymore. It's like I'm mm -hmm. tense when I'm playing. I'm yeah. not even talking about the horror games. Those are like impossible for me to play, <laughs> even with the regular consoles. With the VR, I don't that's want to play those. imagine, bro, playing Resident no. Evil, for example. No, I would I need diapers. I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, I would same. need diapers. Same, same. <laughs> so, and, and I was listening to a podcast recently, like talking about VR, uh, and like the guy was saying that he loves VR, so I was interested. I was like, oh my God, okay, that's one of the first gamer that is saying that he loves VR. And this cool. guy was actually developing games for VR, which is pretty cool. And the guy was saying, the main problem that we have with VR is that you cannot play more than, let's say, 30 minutes because you're so into the game. It's so immersive that at one point you have just to like step back and stop because it's crazy. Exactly. You are inside the game. So I don't know if I picture myself loving uh, a, a way of gaming where I have to stop every 30 minutes. Because sometimes I have two hours to play and I want to fully enjoy those two hours, if you know what I mean. So eh, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm sold on the concept of VR. I'm definitely not sold on the cable thing, management or yeah. whatever. And I'm a maniac. So like, I cannot see cables everywhere. Exactly. I have to hide them. So I'm not sold on that concept. But let's see, bro. Maybe with PS5, they will introduce a new VR mode with no cables mm -hmm. because the console will be so crazy powerful that, that they can do it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest, because I think that it's pretty amazing when you have no cables. Exactly, bro. I mean, I don't know what's going to be the future of this technology, but mm -hmm. there is something that is almost like inevitable. The idea mm -hmm. of having virtual reality is to make you yeah. feel like you're living the game. Mm, exactly. And for busy lives, for people who have family around, for people, it's like it's going to 
bring you to a, this different dimension for a few hours, mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. be a great place to, for example, relax and forget yeah. about, you know, life problems or deadlines or whatever. But it can yeah. also be, in my opinion, a tool to basically get you away from interacting. And yeah. when when you're playing, you're still aware of your surroundings, at least when you're playing without the VR experience. And when you're mm-hmm. playing the VR experience, you're living in there. So, okay. bro, my opinion is that even if they achieve an amazing technology wirelessly, mm-hmm. I still wonder if I want to shield myself from real life yeah. that much that that's what i want makes, makes complete complete sense bro I, I think that you like you pointed to, towards like the very like problems that we can have with vr like knowing that you cannot play for a long time knowing that you might have motion sickness yeah. because that happened to you too <laughs> yes uh, knowing that you will have plenty of cables everywhere knowing that you need plenty of space too i mean just buying those gears for like games that are not completely finished or not great, it's not a good time to buy VR stuff. No, in my opinion, I, I would right? not consider it, bro. I okay. mean, maybe okay. the, the the younger generation of gamers would completely disagree with us, but for the purpose mm-hmm. of this podcast, I think I'm yeah allowed to say this. And no, it's well, it's definitely allowed. not for me, bro. It's our podcast. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> I I'm That's not so sold on VR. <laughs> Yeah, I'm almost sold on Stadia, okay? (laughs) Which sounds crazy. I'm sorry, like VR is not for us. (laughs) Like not right now. Exactly. Especially because we don't have crazy big living rooms and we have pets. And like if we had a room just to, like a spare room just to dedicate to VR, maybe it would be amazing. Well, I don't know. That's a very good point. Maybe if you have a man cave or yeah but bro as you said like you're shielding yourself from like from the rest of the world and for me video gaming like playing video games is always especially when you play with people is always about sitting sitting down on a couch with your friends and playing yeah because you interact you laugh that's the purpose of video gaming in my opinion like enjoying with your friends that's why i love smash playing smash with you or bomberman with you because we are there, we laugh, and it's not just about the game, it's about the interaction that we have, like, together, and, like, the game. I think it's amazing. Yeah, bro. For me, that's You said everything of... there is to say. I mean, maybe our generation is more used, because mm. uh, sometimes I feel like the new games are made for mm. people who are hidden in their room, playing in the dark... <laughs> And if they're interacting with someone real, they're probably wearing headsets and stuff and talking, right? We are not from this generation. We are from the generation where I take a bomb as a Bomberman, Mm -hmm. I explode your ass off, and then I push you on the couch like, I killed you, right? No, I agree. I agree, bro. That's what we do. I mean, I love the Nintendo 64. I never had one. But I was playing with friends at their place on the Nintendo 64. And I think that this console was amazing. Same with the GameCube. Never had one. But my friends that did back then, I was loving that console. Like the the controller was crazy, like a crazy shape. You you can buy one like if you want on the Switch now. But bro, I mean, like those consoles were made to play with people. Yes. Like to have a multiplayer thing, but on the same couch. 
you were dividing the screen like shitty screens at the time <laughs> and like that was a lot of fun but exactly. that's what i and that's why i love the switch too oh that's perfect bro but bro the, the switch is like that yes you can still divide your screen when you play mario kart exactly that's amazing yeah that's what i want to see that's why i love nintendo so much yes well yeah. i guess we are I... both unbreakable fans of nintendo oh. switch and that's for a reason right bro yeah yeah and we are not alone there no, no. Uh, i hope not so bro i think that it's the perfect time to mention gears on Nintendo Switch. Okay. Because we love the Switch so much. True. And I'm I, I don't have so many gears for like for my Switch. I, I have some uh, I have the PS the the PS4. What 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 do what do I say here? No, I have the the Pro Controller. Yeah. I love the Pro Controller. Okay. I'm gonna start with that one because I think that if you can if you want to step up your game, like your Nintendo Switch, if you want like a piece of hardware that is gonna help you a lot. You have to buy a pro controller the Ooh. pro controller is amazing in my opinion that's very useful bro so you had you, you've played for example let me think oh you played zelda breath of the wild with your joy con mm -hmm. controllers yes. for a while mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. and now you have a ps uh, <laughs> now i'm the one <laughs> you too uh, now i'm the one and you, I, you, now i have a dual sense yeah <laughs> And you're sleep deprived. I'm not, so I, I don't even have an excuse. And now you have That's your uh, pro controller, right? Yes. So mm -hmm. different experiences, worth of your money. What, what what's the deal, bro? What I love with the pro controller is that you're making your Switch behave like a PS4 or like a regular console because now you have a great controller in your hands. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I love the way it's built. It's not exactly like a PS4 controller. It's not like a DualShock, but it's not it's not as an Xbox controller either. I think it's in between, yeah. and I really like the way it's built. Uh, it's asymmetric. That's something that I like. Um, and and to, to be honest, I really love that controller. And I feel like when I play Zelda, for instance, on my big 4K TV, with that pro controller i feel like i'm playing a very powerful console nice. and i'm not saying that the switch is bad but it's not as uh, as good as a ps4 for instance in terms of specs but when i play with the pro controller with a great screen i have the feeling that i'm playing a like an awesome console that's nice bro yeah and that's it, my feeling did it, did it make you better in the game for example if you're fighting with link and mm. and I don't know, you were like trying to defeat Ganon or even the, the minions that are all over the place. Do you think it actually changed how good you are for this particular mm. game? So to be honest, I beat Ganon, like I've beaten Ganon f like several times in game, probably like five, six times, just <laughs> for fun. kicked his ass. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so to, to be because you can do it. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Sorry, guys, but yeah, you can beat Ganon like as long as you want as like many you can times redo you Ganon. Yeah. yeah so like that's that's pretty amazing but so the first time i defeated ganon was was with the pro controller mm -hmm. um and then because i was playing a lot with my switch like uh, portable mode yeah. so like with the joy cons on the side to be honest i don't think it's changing anything because i'm very used to the joy cons uh, i'm very used to playing the switch with my bare hands like in the portable mode so 
I don't I just think it's different. Okay. I just think that like if you are like in your couch and you want to play for like a bunch of hours or like an hour or so, please upgrade your gear, like buy a pro controller because in that case, like I don't like the Joy-Cons when they are with the controller thing, like where you slide the two Joy-Cons okay. inside. I don't like the way of playing with those like these semi-controller i would say so i either prefer playing with the two joy cons in my hands mm -hmm. separately or with the pro controller interesting that's bro. what i love very yeah. interesting yeah so mm -hmm. uh the reason why i asked you about uh whether you realized an improvement when you're you're mm -hmm. playing uh, zelda and your response actually makes perfect sense because zelda breath of the wild has a lot of uh fighting and a lot of enemies mm -hmm. and stuff but it's more about exploring and collectibles and so yeah. on but if exactly. i am to talk about for example smash, smash. yeah it's two different <sighs> worlds and and i'm not oh, even I, saying I, I how agree. many controllers the actual pro smash players uh recommend because we, we actually have GameCube. a smash <laughs> gamecube gamecube controllers for those who have the muscle memory especially but yeah we have a full episode on Smash, mm -hmm. and, and if people want to check it out, everything that we said before is still up to date. So, mm -hmm. uh, but but I can tell, I am reasonably good on Smash. Oh, but if I'm More playing with though. my Joy-Con, I suck. Yeah. I suck. So okay. it really does make a huge difference when when you're mm -hmm. thinking about games like Smash, where the the speed of an input and the accuracy of inputs can mm -hmm. make the difference between flying back to the stage or dying that that's for sure bro I, I i agree because whenever i'm playing smash on my nintendo switch on portable mode i realize that i'm not as good uh, meaning that you need just to i don't know to be better you need a good controller exactly. for smash and we we are not lying. I don't think that those Joy Cons are bad. I think they are pretty amazing for what they bring because they were brought on the concept of the Wii controller. But like in that case, instead of having a big one, a big thing like Wii controller, you have two tiny Joy Cons. Yes. And I really like the idea because they can respond to they can respond to motion. They can do a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. And they can vibrate they are pretty exciting if you think about it because they are so tiny and like the, the technology that you have inside is amazing it is but bro. it doesn't replace a controller no it doesn't replace a controller no I, I i see them as one more gear for playing your nintendo switch but i don't see it as mm -hmm. the definitive controller that all the other consoles have yeah. right so mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. the joy con for a number of reasons can be extremely convenient. So if you go to a party or if you have people in your home, you can mm -hmm. write, basically use half of them only and play with a bunch of mm -hmm. people at the same time. So I'm not saying that the Joy-Con are bad, definitely not. But first, they're mm -hmm. expensive. And second, yeah, they're definitely not no. the most ergonomic way for most no. people to play, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, Especially for a long time, yeah. Exactly, bro. And uh, not to mention all the third-party options that they, they have out there. I don't think that there has mm -hmm. ever been a console that had so many controllers from third-party coming to the market. I've never seen something like yeah. this. If you look online, if you, if you watch videos on YouTube, I think they have one new controller per week, more or less, promising you yeah. different features. 
oh, this is more ergonomic, this one has lower latency, this one... Uh, now they have those that you can, for example, memorize a few commands. So then you have a, another button that you just press and it repeats the commands you memorize. So wow. they have so much stuff out there, bro. So much. Yeah. But if I had to give my opinion, and I've tested a few, including the, the GameCube controller, the wire one, I would say if you're if you want a bigger controller, a better controller, just go for the Pro controller. I doubt that you're gonna regret it. It's worth your money. Yeah. No, and it's and it's official. So like that that's another thing to consider. This thing was made by Nintendo, yeah. so like it's completely official. It's gonna be upgraded, like updated uh, throughout the, the the time. I mean, like you can update it. Like I I don't know. I think it's really good. Uh, it's a solid controller. It's in between like the shape of the PS4, the, of the DualShock and the Xbox controller. And that's pretty amazing because I don't like the Xbox way, like it's too big. It's way yeah. too big for my hands. And so I like the DualShock. That's still my favorite controller. Not gonna lie about it. And we are gonna, we are going to mention stuff about like the PS4 controller and the Switch. And it's, good. it's gonna be pretty amazing. But to, to, to stick with an official option, you should buy a Pro Controller if you want to step up your game with your Switch. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Exactly, bro. And I mean, the, the Switch is the champion of gears from what I can mm. tell. So... I, mm -hmm. I love watching videos about new controllers and new whatever new they have for different consoles because I think right now it's something that can keep your console refreshed all the time. Sometimes you're about to get bored. Maybe they're, they don't have new games that you want to play out there, but if they release a new gear, they sort of keep you excited about this console all the time. And Nintendo Switch is by far the champion in this, in, mm -hmm. in this category because... So much stuff for it. And I think it's impossible not to mention, bro, the so desired Amiibos. <laughs> <laughs> I consider the Amiibos yeah. uh, the cutest gear people can buy, especially mm -hmm. if they're nerds yeah. like, like us and they like to yeah. collect stuff. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let me ask you, bro. You've seen Amiibos uh, and you've seen probably people using Amiibos. What is your opinion about Amiibos, what Amiibos can do? So Amiibos are bringing another dimension to video gaming. Uh, meaning that, for instance, in Breath of the Wild, having if you have Amiibos, you're gonna enjoy the game so much more. Because at the very beginning, uh, I'm not gonna say that uh, Breath of the Wild is punitive because you don't have so many like gears and like stuff to fight. But when you have amiibos helping you, uh, especially the the wolf to find shrines and like oh, to yeah. find gears or whatever, it's helping so much. It's really amazing. Uh, I'm not even mentioning the amiibos for um, for Smash Bros because. Pff, it's bringing another dimension to the game, right, bro? Exactly, bro. So I have Amiibos for these two games so far. So I have mm -hmm. a bunch of Amiibos for Zelda Breath of the Wild. First, because yeah. I love the game so much mm -hmm. that yeah. even if they had no function, let's say that they are just collectibles, <laughs> I would still buy them, honestly. Yeah. Because they're very well made. They're really cute. Mm -hmm. But as, as you very well said, they can help you out so much. Mm -hmm. So 
We have the wolf link, which is actually going to fight by your side. But That's the amazing. other ones can give you the gears that can make, for example, a new sword, a new shield that will make mm -hmm. the difference between dying or surviving against a new foe that just yeah. appears. So yeah. Yeah. I, I love them dearly. Mm -hmm. Now we're speaking about my amiibos for Smash. Two main reasons why I love them so much. Okay, tell First us everything, all, bro. Yeah. The Smash game basically has the biggest Nintendo franchise embed mm -hmm. within it. Mm -hmm. So in other yeah. words, if you buy the the amiibos for the characters in that game, you're basically gonna have one classic super famous uh, mm. figure of an awesome game, right? Yeah. You're buying Pikachu, you're buying Mewtwo, <laughs> you're buying, you know, uh, Piranha Plant, Super Mario, mm -hmm. Sonic, mm -hmm. Mr. Game & Watch. These are, I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to put them on a shelf, and I basically have all of them on my TV stand, and what I'm doing now is that I'm buying one per month because those are not necessarily cheap, so yeah. that was the way I found to slowly increase my collection without being murdered by my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I do have quite a few now, bro. And I have to say that yeah. the more oh. I buy, the more I love them. So my last acquisition okay. was Yoshi. And he's super wow. cute. And so okay. that's one of the reasons. And the second reason is when you buy an amiibo to play your Smash, you're mm -hmm. basically having a friend to play with you because you scan it and mm -hmm. right there you have a character that you're going to train so you get to name it you get to choose the color different clothes or whatever the the game can offer you depending on the amiibo wow. and then mm -hmm. from there you start to train him and the amiibo is going to be as strong or as funny as you want them to be because they learn your behaviors wow. so Bro, you have no idea what you can do with amiibos. I mean, nowadays, they actually, what people do is that they make amiibos that are so powerful. So they, so they train them really well. Then in wow. the game, you have all these spirits that you can collect through the story mode or whatever uh -huh. that yeah. you can mm -hmm. give to your amiibo. So not only they're very well trained, but they're extremely powerful. And when you have these unbeatable amiibos, you can create an arena online. And say, for example, I'm going to give $100 to whoever beat my Amiibo. You have no idea of how many videos <laughs> okay. they have out there. Professional wow. players trying to beat Amiibos and they just can't because they're insanely powerful. So, bro, it's a lot of fun. Not, not to mention how much I love just looking at them. Sometimes I don't have time to play. Mm -hmm. But I look at my Amiibos yeah. and I see Pikachu looking mm -hmm. back at me. I go like, oh, I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess, yeah. Amiibos are much more than just gear. Yeah. They are helping in-game, but they are so cute at the same they time. They are, It's bro. so great. They yeah. really no, are. I, I, I agree. I think that, so after the Pro Controller, if you have money to spend, try to, like, try to invest in Amiibos. Maybe not in Breath of the Wild Amiibos, because right now they are very expensive, yeah. and some of them were limited, so you cannot... You cannot buy all of them right now, so it must be complicated. But at the same time, I think it's really helping in-game to have Amiibos. It really yeah. is. It really is. Mm -hmm. oh, that's amazing, bro. That's amazing because, yeah, as you said, the Switch is amazing because it's not just a console, it's a platform. And yeah. 
people are investing a lot of money to make great controllers for the platform. Like you have Amiibos, you have other kind of stuff to help build a better experience for the Switch. And one of them, if I remember correctly, one thing that you told me back then was, oh, I saw online a video about the M Classic. Oh, yeah. Now, I want you to tell our audience what first, what the M Classic is, and if you bought one, and why. Very nice, bro. So, I think we actually discussed this a few times when we were talking about the different mm -hmm. consoles and what they have to offer. And in this very episode, yeah. you already mentioned it quite accurately that when we are talking about Nintendo Switch, we are talking about extraordinarily fun games to play. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. games that gather people around, games that are intended to play with friends and have the mockery happening and, you know, popcorn <laughs> and the whole fun. Uh, yeah. And when we compare games from Nintendo Switch, even the top of the line games like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, the first thing that mm -hmm. some gamers might complain about is the graphics, mm -hmm. right? So we are talking about mm -hmm. Nintendo Switch, we're talking about a console that would never ever reach the level that a PS4 can reach in terms of yep. graphics. It, it is just mm -hmm. not possible. The hardware would never, it wasn't built for that. Uh, yeah. So first of all, for us, I think I'm safe to say that that doesn't matter much no. because the it's just a detail compared to the amazing games that we have and all the fun that we have with the console. But exactly. it, it can bother a lot of people, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you buy a 4K TV, an OLED yeah. 4K TV, and you're super mm -hmm. proud of your TV and you know that that console is not allowing you to use the the power that your tv has so i can mm -hmm. see why that can be annoying for some people whatever we yeah. are not here to judge makes sense uh, no but that makes sense that makes sense you right, have a 4k bro. tv you want to enjoy your tv to the fullest so yeah i, I guess yeah. exactly so then i guess that was the idea behind the m classic so the m classic is okay. this tiny little device it if i showed you only the device it looks like a USB stick. It's that small. Okay. Uh, but it, wow. it, it needs to be connected with a few cables. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, but the mm -hmm. thing is, it is supposed to be a device that will enhance the graphics of your... Uh, not only Nintendo Switch, by the way. It works with a bunch of other consoles, including the PS4. You can sort of have a PS4 Pro if you buy them classic and you use it on your PS4. So... And it does work with the PS4 Pro as well. So the idea is, it is there wow. to, mm -hmm. for two things. First, to make the colors and especially the graphics more smooth. So they basically okay. look better, but without mm -hmm. compromising in terms of latency. Because that is okay. a huge commitment that you would have to make. If you want a better graphics, but if you have the problem of latency... For me, it's a deal breaker. No questions asked. <clears throat> sure. Imagine you're playing yeah. Smash and you have a few seconds of latency. Mm -hmm. That's enough to destroy you. So that's the idea. Yeah. I don't know exactly. So I don't have the, the, the knowledge to tell you exactly what it does in terms of uh, technical terms. But that's what mm -hmm. it promises. And I saw a bunch of videos comparing... Uh, the, the images before and after M Classic for mm -hmm. games that already look great, in my opinion, like Mario Kart, Zelda Breath mm -hmm. of the Wild, 
in Smash Bros. And even watching the videos was like, Jesus, I can see the difference. And everyone who recorded those videos, they always say, it already looks better here probably, but if you buy it and you test on your TV, the difference is going to be even better, even bigger. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So I decided to do it, bro. First of all, it's not very cheap. It's I paid okay. over 100 bucks for it. So it is an okay. investment. That That's for sure. Yeah. But I decided to try it because I bought through Amazon. So I could return it. If I didn't like it, I would just return mm-hmm. it. Yep. And I have to say, bro, ever since I bought it, I never unplugged from my Nintendo Switch. It does make a big difference. The games look wow. better. They just look better. They just looks smoother and the colors i think uh, the 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 small device somehow highlights the colors in a way that if it looks natural it doesn't look like something that was trying to cause you to seize like seizures Uh, yeah yeah and it just looks better you know and bro i i really like it i i would recommend i think it was worth my money and especially if you're playing games that are already supposed to look really good like astral chain which is going to be a game we're going to talk about later uh it's just amazing bro it it really makes it better and just a disclaimer here i don't know the developers of m classic we have nothing to do with them this podcast has nothing to do with them no i'm not suggesting that you buy anything i'm just saying that i bought Mm -hmm. it and i really Mm -hmm. like it bro yeah that's amazing bro because like that's one of the main downside that you can have with the switch it's not a ps4 pro for sure but at the same time for me because i'm playing so much on my switch but in a portable mode that i wouldn't fully enjoy an m classic so it really depends on how you play that's true Uh, but if you play in front of your tv most of the time then it might be a very good investment to buy a pro controller and the M Classic. Exactly. There you go. Now what I'm what I'm wondering is that how can you do so much in a USB stick? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it. Maybe for a future episode, like just to understand because like it's probably just code, and like. I don't know, like, ah, that's that's amazing. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I'm pretty sure that with your knowledge, you would have a much better understanding of how the machine works. Because Please usually, like, when you want it. better... Yeah, when you want better graphics, bro, usually what you do is just to, like, put a GPU, okay? So you put a graphics card somewhere just to have better graphics. So, like, you would have, like, more computing power. Yeah. But in that case, in a tiny USB stick, how can you do that? That's amazing. It's crazy, bro. <laughs> At the same time, I'm completely fine with the definition of the Switch, to be honest, because remember, we can play with the Switch in our hands and the Switch is not too big. And most of the space that the Switch is using is for the screen, which is pretty good, too, because like it's not so small. So, I mean, I, I don't have any anything like against the size and the g- graphics on the Switch, because like, Perfect, the Switch bro. is a compromise between you playing everywhere or in front of your tv if you want to exactly so i think that the m classic is the solution to a lot of players out yes. there. yes and 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 mm-hmm. i think that if they have your profile for playing the switch so if they play mm-hmm. more the compatible mode they shouldn't even consider it it's too expensive mm-hmm. for something that mm-hmm. you're not going to be using yeah. too often but i yeah. i love playing in front of my tv so for me it was a really great deal 
But yeah. I agree with you, bro. Nothing against the Nintendo Switch. I love that damn console. Um, no, I, I bro, know, I know, bro. Now we are Switch fans. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. But now let's say we already discussed about the Switch Pro controller, and we already mentioned that they they have so many third party uh controllers yeah. out there for whatever you need mm -hmm. it's it's really mm -hmm. a huge market but what if i told you that you can use your dual shock from your ps4 to play your nintendo switch oh you're getting me excited <laughs> oh my god right <laughs> okay yeah so that would be amazing mm -hmm. and just because of the muscle memory as you just said i mean like in, in this episode and in the previous one, it's all about knowing the controller. Because yeah. when you know a controller, everything is super simple. Because like you know where to reach the button, where where what like when you want to do combos, for mm -hmm. instance, you know everything about the controller. What I love about the dual shock is that it's the controller I love the most. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the best in terms of like in the ergonomic way. Uh, that's really what I love for my hands. So I would be 100% sold on the idea of playing my Switch with my DualShock. Tell me everything about it, bro. Okay. Now bro. you're getting me excited. Oh my God. Yeah. So here we go. So what if I told you that this is not only a possibility, but it also would cost you probably $10 instead of $50 like the Pro Controller costs? Oh, it's possible okay. now. So there is oh this God. tiny little device that is made yeah. from 8-bit do. Okay. It's this wireless Bluetooth little device. Again, it looks like a tiny little uh, USB stick. And it even mm -hmm. has like, so it, the shape and the color is very cute. So it's something that it makes your TV stand, your your Switch look really, you know, gamey. It's, it's amazing. Wow. Okay. And if you plug that to the lateral, so to the side on your... Um, stand on your dock yeah. mm -hmm. uh, it basically allows you to pair your ps4 pro or or your dualshock or whatever controller you have even if you like the 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 xbox controller i'm pretty sure it works with the xbox controller as well wow and so you can pair and you can play your game and i'm gonna tell you more the last game i beat on nintendo switch mm -hmm. was played entirely using the oh. DualShock controller. Oh my god. Bro, oh my it god. was amazing. So it okay. works really well. It's mm -hmm. a very cheap device that you can find very easily on Amazon. And mm -hmm. before I bought, I actually read a lot of reviews and very little complaints for okay. something so cheap that can finally allow you to use your favorite controller. You don't have to invest money on another mm -hmm. controller. Just go ahead and play are there okay. things that I don't like about this idea? Yes. And I can mm -hmm, talk okay. about them now. But yeah, please. the overall idea is amazing. So one thing that I have to say is one of the yeah. most convenient things that we have when you're playing with your official Pro Controller, for example, or your Joy-Cons, mm -hmm. is that if you're playing mm -hmm. a game and you're like, you know what, I'm tired. I'm going to play. Uh, I'm going to press the home button put this on mm -hmm. sleep mode or I'm going to press the home button and take a look at my other games. Maybe I want to play something else or whatever. This uh, device will not understand what the home button is. So if you 
press the middle button on your uh, DualShock, it's not the same. You're not going to be able to do it. So some transitions are impossible to do in this way. Okay. The other I thing see. is we just mentioned about Amiibos. The DualShock, for mm -hmm. example, cannot read Amiibos. It wasn't nope. built for that. So if you like to play Smash, but you want to read Amiibos while playing, you cannot use your DualShock controller. Yeah. Other than for sense. these specific things that can be a little annoying, but are nothing compared mm -hmm. to the gaming experience. Bro, mm -hmm. it's amazing. And I highly recommend it. Oh my God, bro. I have one main question for you because I'm almost sold on the idea because mm -hmm. I love the DualShock, as I told you. But what about the latency? Is it better than like better or equal to the, um, the pro controller? Or is it kind of worse? Because that's, that's the main question, right? Okay. And it's an excellent question again. And I'm going to say, for example, I never played Smash in a competitive mode, for example, online, uh, using my DualShock. Because I played Smash so much with my Pro Controller that now mm. I am much better with the Pro Controller. Makes uh, sense. But the reason why I brought up Smash again is because Smash is all about accuracy in inputs. So mm. I would say the latency in, in using this 8B2 and your DualShock is probably damaging your experience if you're talking about a competitive, okay. you know, game okay. that you're playing, you know, I don't know, to get higher GSP or in a tournament or something like this. So yeah. I really don't think that it would have your best performance. But if okay. you're playing a game that does doesn't necessarily, you know, need a 100% accurate input or anything like this, then it works just fine. Mm. You're going to be more than okay. satisfied. So so you were not able to notice any difference? For instance, any no, difference bro. I mean, one thing okay. that so it, it, it's very clear to me is, for example, if, if the battery is dying, your controller's battery mm -hmm. is dying, the Switch mm -hmm. is not capable of telling you that. It's not a controller that it quite <laughs> understands. So sometimes you're running in the game and then you basically stop. And then you look like, what the oh. hell? And it's mm -hmm. basically, you ran out of battery, but it, there is no <laughs> communication between them. Other than the small oh, okay. things like this, bro, it works just fine. It's really good. Okay. Okay. Ah, that's, that's amazing to know, because in that case, instead of investing so much on a pro controller, if you have a PS4 or an Xbox, just buy this tiny piece of gear and try for yourself because if you don't like it buy it on amazon and just return it if you don't like it exactly bro that's pretty amazing that's amazing that's amazing yeah i'm gonna try to be honest i'm gonna try you sold me on the idea because i love the dual shock so much mm -hmm. that i i want to see that one thing that would bother me because i remember i'm a maniac one thing that I wouldn't like so much is to see like the, the cross and like all the signs on my PS4 controller not being the same as in-game. You know, like <laughs> when they say press yeah. A or B or X and Y. That would bother me. I don't know if that would bother, bother me too much that I wouldn't enjoy the game. But I remember, I'm a maniac, so I don't know if I would like it. But I love the controller so much that I, I will try. I yeah, bro. try to see. I think like, if yeah. you want to give it a try, please let us mm -hmm. know here on, on Game Bros next time we, we record or mm -hmm. whenever you tested it. Yeah, I would love sure. to know your opinion. But, yeah. bro, I never thought it would work so well, but it really does. So, Oh my God, that's amazing. Cool that's stuff. amazing. And 
I think I, I saw that 8-bit do uh, wireless Bluetooth before for people that are doing emulation, for instance. Mm. Sometimes they are using like a tiny PC or a tiny machine that doesn't have like Bluetooth, for instance, or that they want a better Bluetooth input or whatever. I don't know. But I know that a lot of people are using this piece of tech, tech uh, the 8-bit do thing for Raspberry Pi, for instance. So oh, like they I do see. a lot of emulation on Raspberry Pi and you could play like old games, PS1 games, for instance. I'm not saying that uh, it's legal. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying obvious. that you should do it. Yeah, no, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen that online several times okay. and I think that they are using the same piece of tech. So if you want to try this out, like you out there listening to this episode, I think that this is a very big and good piece of gear. I think so. Yeah. Cost effectiveness mm -hmm. is, is great, definitely. $10, that's amazing. It's great, Bro, right? what else can you buy on your Switch to improve your gaming experience? Because we, we shouldn't stop there. The Switch is limitless. You, uh, you can buy so much stuff for your Switch. Tell us more, bro. Like, oh, did you bro. buy something else that let you like? Let me see. Well, I, yeah. I did buy, let me see, for example. One of the things, so the, the whole reason behind the Pro Controller, if the developers were so confident that the Joy-Con would fully mm -hmm. satisfy the gamers, yeah. they wouldn't have come up with this expensive hardware that they call Pro Controller, like the other yeah. one is, I don't know, not professional or something like that, right? It's not professional. <laughs> and now we know why. And one yeah. of the biggest complaints about this is because the grip is bad. Especially yeah. oh, when you, yeah. like you said, so you can play with them separate, so the left and right Joy-Con, or you can slide them in that support and have ah. it as one controller. But it's it's a square. It's just not... It's bad. It's <laughs> bad. It, it, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like no. something was really thought through. I, yeah. I still yeah. think it works. If you're playing Mario Kart, for example, it works really well. But oh, if yeah. you're playing yeah. something that is a little bit more sensitive in terms of grip and mm -hmm. right input it's just it doesn't feel right so mm -hmm. they have now cases and they have yeah. different grips and they have that for whatever if you're using the joy cons as controllers and playing on your tv or if you want to put them on your these different grips on your joy con and then use it as a portable device yeah yeah bro they I have for too. everything yeah. so I didn't buy anything for my uh, Joy-Con per mm -hmm. se because mm -hmm. ever since I got the Pro Controller, I didn't feel like I needed anything else. But mm -hmm. we've discussed before a bunch of uh, videos and stuff that we found on these different grips and cases yeah. and so on that you can have. And I don't know... For me, bro, they don't make much sense. But I believe that okay. for you, they probably would because you play your Switch more than me in the portable mode. So do you think it's something that it's worth of your time and money, maybe? To to be fully honest, what I, I told you what I love about the Switch, like especially the portable mode. But one thing that I love too is that, for instance, Pauline is not watching the TV anymore and I was playing in my bedroom and I want to go back to my living room and play on my TV. The good thing with the Switch is that I, I just have to put it back on the dock, dock, I just dock the Switch, I take my Pro Controller, 
and I just resume where I was in game. That's something that I love and absolutely adore about oh, the Switch. Oh yeah, that's great. If if I had a grip on my Switch in portable mode, I would have to just remove the grip, go back to the dock, dock my Switch, move to the Pro Controller. I want everything to be super smooth, especially because I don't have so much time these days. So wow, that I don't makes think that it so much yeah. sense. I don't think it makes sense to buy a grip in my opinion right now, but I'm going to tell you something. If I were younger, okay, if I was like me, myself, younger, playing Game Boy, for instance, by with, a, with a Switch, okay, I would probably have bought this kind of gear. Okay. Because back then, everything was about portable mode. It was not about TV because I didn't care about the TV. And at the same time, you couldn't play your Game Boy on TV. <laughs> but I mean, I love the idea of playing portable in portable mode. So I think that if I were 19 or 17 or whatever, I would probably buy a grip and forget about the TV mode because for me, what makes sense is the portable mode. But right now, because I'm a father and I'm getting lazy and I want a bigger <laughs> screen because my eyes are not so great anymore. <laughs> I turned 31 two days ago, bro. Oh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, birthday, I'm getting bro. older. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. getting older. It's okay. But Bro. you know, like sometimes just, yeah, playing on your TV makes sense. And I love the Switch for that reason too. So getting a grip wouldn't make so much sense. But what would make sense? Next time I'm going to travel, I'm going to be fully honest with you because right now I cannot fully travel for some personal reasons. Uh, we are applying for a green card with my wife, so we cannot really travel. Yeah. But next time I'm gonna travel far away, I'm gonna buy, buy a case for my Switch because I want to travel with my Switch and I want, it to, I want the Switch to be protected, right? There you go. So yeah. I will buy a case for sure, yeah. Okay, for, for the protection of the hardware. That, that's yeah. that's oh, true, yeah. bro. I, I have one small, uh, it's like a, a suitcase for, for the Switch. Mm -hmm. I bought a long time ago and it has nothing fancy about it. I paid like 30 something bucks on it mm. and it's already really good for transporting. You feel like nothing See? too bad is going to happen to your Switch. So it, it's not there to enhance your gaming experience at all, but will protect your so loved Switch during your travel. That's for sure. So even if you drop it or whatever, it's going to be fine. So. Yeah. Very good, bro. You should do that whenever you're you're ready for your next yeah. big travel. <clears throat> I think it's a great idea, bro. And it makes sense to travel with your switch too. So like, I wouldn't put it in my backpack with no protection whatsoever, because I love taking care of my stuff. And like damaging the screen would kill me, <laughs> to be fully honest. Oh yeah. So like a case makes like it makes sense. So next time I'm traveling, I'm going to update you guys uh, with the piece of like with the case. I'm, oh, yeah. I will Let like. us know which one yeah. you're going to choose because they have so many right now. And like traveling these days, bro, bro, it's complicated. So like, I don't think it's going to be <laughs> soon. No, you but... should stay home for now. But then <laughs> eventually. I'm, I'm, I'm fine home. <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing, and that's something I love about the Switch too. I have a balcony and... I love playing outside. So let's say that it's 7 p.m. like or after dinner, like 8 p.m., something like that. Sometimes I, I, I just go outside with my Switch and I'm playing. Portable mode. I'm there. I'm enjoying being outside, fresh air and everything. 
the Switch is amazing. You wouldn't be able to, like, you couldn't do that with your PS4. No, there's no way. And that's a shame. No. That's a shame. That's why I love Stadia. Again, fuck. Ah, oh, Stadia. <laughs> I think I see someone, you know, oh my God. craving yeah. for a new Stadia oh. and a free no, trial. I'm, cra- <laughs> I'm craving about the idea, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you got my point. The, like, the the older you will grow like sometimes like we cannot play always in front of our tv or we we would need a main cave a man cave in that case yes it makes sense to have everything physically docked or enjoy with a huge oled 4k tv enjoy there but i don't have a man cave and if I had one, my wife would probably kill me because I don't have a <laughs> home theater. Like she would prefer to have like a home cinema stuff, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, the man cave is not in the future. Like it's not in my future. So I think I'm going to keep playing in portable mode for a long time. So, I see. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's great because that's what our audience needs need too. Like they need our input. So for exactly. instance, grips grips they don't make sense to me and they don't make sense to you either so for people that do play only in portable mode buy a grip mm-hmm. help yourself because you will destroy your your wrists like playing with the the switch with no grip like it's gonna kill you in the long run but if you play in front of your tv quite often bro it's killing to have a grip like and to remove the grip and then to remind yourself to put the grip back on you know it's crazy exactly bro. Just do, yeah exactly i mean above all things it should be something practical to you otherwise it's just you know mm, wasting ex- your time yeah so, it's it's something that we love about gear too like it has to upgrade your gaming experience but if it doesn't please don't spend your money on other stuff than game or guides because as you mentioned like at the very beginning of the episode bro yeah playing with a guide is changing your gaming experience it's am uh, i wrong it's unbelievable bro so i've always been the guy who loves and enjoys reading books right i'm i'm a yeah, yeah. big reader i'm always reading something new for example mm-hmm. right now i'm reading um let me see i'm reading a romance it's uh, okay and of green gables and, and even nice. made like a small so there is a TV show on Netflix that is based on this book. So wow. it's really good. It's all in English, helps mm-hmm. with the vocabulary and stuff. And as you are, <laughs> I think my listeners can tell that I need some help with that. Oh, bro. Uh, I need help. You don't. <laughs> and, and I mean, so I think that for some people, it, it must be difficult to think about how to, to put these two things together, reading something and mm-hmm. playing at the mm-hmm. same time, because both of these things... Yeah require your attention so yeah i have a few guides but the one i'm I'm using right now is for pokemon let's go right and i didn't know how or how if i would enjoy using my guide to Mm -hmm. play this game and i have to say that i for the pokemon game i never had so much fun playing this game Mm -hmm. before the guide makes it completely different bro so i guess I think for our listeners, for people who don't have time to go to every corner of the world to explore for things and 
and look for collectibles and look for the Pokemon. Where are they? Are they even going to show up here or not? Mm-hmm. Bro, mm-hmm. the guide makes it 100% better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, for, uh, I'm going to give an example. I was at the beginning of the game, right? Mm-hmm. So, for this mm-hmm. game, you either start with Pikachu or Eevee. And then you start okay. to slowly build your your team, your uh, party. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Um, for in my case, one of the things I always wanted for this game was to have a Charmander from the very beginning. Oh, because you know I love Charizard and I oh, always yeah. wanted a Charizard, but it was like, oh, it takes forever to find one. I know that eventually I'm gonna find forever. one, but yeah. I wanted to have it from the very beginning, you know, because oh, yeah. then you can do the bonding and you can. So mm-hmm. I had that in mind, and in my guide, they tell exactly at the very beginning of the game. If you're really patient, at this one point of the map, you're going to find one. What? Bro, I found it at the very beginning. So I have my Charmander before I beat the first gym, you know? Oh my god. I don't That's know, bro. That's amazing. It makes okay, it bro, so much uh, better. I, I'm a Pokemon fan, and to be honest... Charmander is not helping you with the first gym. It okay? is not. It is not. Uh, no, you're absolutely so... right. <laughs> So, like, let's be honest there, like, it's not going to help you, but a guide is helping so much with Pokemon games because (laughs) finding all of them, catching them all is, it's more than a task, it's a burden. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to go for it, and I know people that just go for it. I know, like, oh, I was listening to, like, the same podcast. I think it was on the same podcast. And the guy was saying, he bought a GameCube just to find one Pokemon in one version of one, like of a Pokemon game whatsoever, like a Pokemon game, just to complete his national Pokedex. <laughs> Can you That's imagine? Amazing. So the guy had to buy, you know, I know, he had to buy a I GameCube, like the, the US version, like the GameCube, bro, like for 100 bucks, ship it from the US to Italy because the guy lives in Italy. And I mean... It's amazing, and that's, that's the power of Pokemon. Bro. Exactly. And and you need a guide. You need a resource to do it. So you can go online. You have like the the, the, the website, for instance, Cerebi.net. That's a great, great resource website. I did not mention it in our Pokemon episode, so now now is the time. So Cerebi.net. That's an amazing. Uh, I'm gonna put it in the show notes. But cool. bro knowing that you if you have if you rely on a guide you will have a like a better experience overall like you will it's gonna be so smooth exactly bro and it's it's amazing and one thing that i love particularly about this guide that i'm using is like it it will give you as much spoiler as you want so for example Mm, yeah you got in a new gym the sentence Mm -hmm. about the gym is for example it's a labyrinth you can either mm-hmm. spend your time now and figure it out by yourself, you know, so if that's what you want to do, go for it, or jump to page blah, and you're going to tell you the, the best path to yeah. go through. So it's completely that up to you. So a lot of people might think, well, but what is the fun about playing a game if you know exactly what is going to happen? If the, the guide is well written, that's not what's going to happen. It's it's yeah. going to be there to support you so that you don't have to spend 15 hours wondering if this is the best path or if the Pokemon that you want mm-hmm. even happens to live in this area or not. 
bro, mm -hmm. I am in love with this guide. Yeah, and one thing that I love about guides too, I, I'm a completionist, I love finishing games, and even though it might not happen for Assassin's Creed Origins, <laughs> oh, no, that's so sad, whatever, <laughs> it's a big game. Uh, what I love with guides is that it's gonna structure your your journey you know what i mean so like instead of just wandering around and like for instance in breath of the wild finding uh, uh, uh seed Oof. here and there or like going for shrines here and there watching videos on youtube sit down with your guide okay because i have an awesome guide for breath of the wild you just sit down you you read because that's that's amazing too you're reading about something that you love exactly and, and some Sometimes you don't have time to play. You're like in your bed, you want to sleep, but you're not there yet. So like, just grab your guide, read about it. Like try to find a plan for your next like gaming moment like that you will have. So let's say that for instance, oh, I'm gonna do five shrines, this one, this one, and this one on that page. And read in advance, Perfect. you'll see it's amazing. That's something that I love about guides too. And another thing that I love jumping back to Pokemon is that because I'm playing with my wife, one can just sit down on the couch with, a couch with the guide and read through. Like the other one that is playing oh, is like enjoying. So you don't so have nice. to spoil. Yeah, I know. And you don't have to spoil. But at the same time, like if the the person that is playing is lost, you can just help. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that I love because usually when Pauline is playing with me, she's the one playing and I'm the one like reading the guide. But we are almost fin like done with Pokemon uh, Shield. Ooh. Uh, that's the one we have. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, I know. bro. Uh, yeah, but bro, like it's like 20 minutes here, tw 20 minutes there. It's it's not great. It's not the way I like playing Pokemon. So mm -hmm. like one thing that I know for sure is that I have my game on the side and I did not play that game, you know, like that save. So I will resume probably when my kids are older, like in two, three months and like trying to finish Pokemon Shield. Okay, full commitment, because full time. I, yeah, I... I need more time, you know, like I love those games. I love Pokemon games and I, I want to give it more time so that I could enjoy more, you That's know, like fair, get bro. more out of that game. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and I read the guide. So like now I think that playing like in two or three months that game, it's going to be a lot of fun because I know what to do. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So for completionists, help yourself and buy guides. Exactly. Like, do stuff bro. for you. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing. So... Uh, once I mentioned with uh, to my brother that I was using guides to play mm -hmm. video game, and he was like, "Man, that's an absurd because you're playing the game or you're mm -hmm. buying the game because you don't know what's gonna happen." Or, and I told him the parallel that I like to make when people think, "Well, but it's going to spoil all the fun." It's like mm -hmm. imagine you're gonna start something new in your life. You're gonna start to invest in the stock market. Ooh, you either take one. your money, <laughs> yeah. And Buy things randomly and gamble. Don't. And you lose Please everything. Don't. Or you can have something that is going to tell you. It works like this. So you're prepared. You're basically studying yeah. for the journey, right? Yeah. So maybe it's yeah. a very dramatic example, but it's not like you're going to know everything, but you're more prepared to start your journey. And mm -hmm. one has to take the Pokemon journey very seriously. Yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and please, if you start Pokemon, 
Complete the national Pokédex. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't do it. Don't die because like... So that guy, Federico Vitici, I mean, he's a big podcaster. He has yeah. like a big Apple uh, website and MaxStories.net. And, but that guy is in love with Pokemon. Nice. And knowing that he completed the national Pokédex is huge because uh, like this guy must have spent, I don't know, like... Oof. Two, three hundred hours in yeah. Pokemon just to find them all. No, even more. I mean, I'm. I yeah, don't probably know. It's, more. It's, bro. Ins- it's insane. That's it's insane. amazing. That's really uh, cool. But I would love it too. You know, like having your Pokemon home on your phone, scrolling through your Pokedex and seeing that you have all of them, bro. I would. I. I don't know. I would give. 500 bucks just to have this accomplished, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call Federico. I think I'm going to call Federico. Okay, so listeners, here's the deal. If you want to make extra money, send us an email telling Guillaume that you have all of them and you can sell them to him. Yeah. He's going to buy buy them all. (laughs) I'm not going to catch them all. I'm going to buy them all. Yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh my God. Bro, you're telling me that... Yeah. Uh, for example, you were playing with your wife, Pokemon with your wife, yeah. and, and you're enjoying mm-hmm. it very much. But whenever you're playing, for example, Pokemon, this is not mm-hmm. really your style. What you want to do is to really immerse in the story, mm-hmm. use your guide mm-hmm. and have all this commitment mm-hmm. and think about your party and so on. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what I like as well. And I remember mm-hmm. that you told me, for example, Sometimes, let's say, I don't have all the time that I want to play games. Right now, for example, mm-hmm. you have a, yeah. a baby that needs your attention. Yeah. And another baby that needs a little less of your attention, but still needs a lot of your attention. So I understand that it's going to be hard for you to find this block. And I remember that you told me once that one of the things that people sometimes neglect, but in the end it makes a difference, is that if you have all these games... And you want to mm-hmm. play a quick one, Mario Kart, right now, because I have five yeah. minutes. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to take your cartridge, your small little yeah. cartridge, yeah. slide in your Nintendo Switch and, and start to play. And then mm-hmm. your kids fell asleep. So you're like, now I can maybe play Pokemon. And now you have to go through. So I remember you telling me that there was a little bit of a struggle in there. And, yeah. and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because maybe one can see the actual physical copies of games as gears that they might or might not want to have. So, bro, mm-hmm. tell me what you think about this. Bro, you're 100%. I love collecting stuff just like you. But because now I have two kids, I know that, for instance, uh, Amiibos is not part of the deal anymore because, like, having them in a drawer wouldn't make so much sense because okay. they are so beautiful and they wouldn't make sense to, like, get them and put them in a drawer. Maybe for later, but as I told you, I don't plan on having a man cave soon. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not part of the deal. For me, physical copies is exactly the same. I love having them. I love knowing that I have physical copies here and there, especially because before, like when I was a big gamer, a bigger gamer, I would say, I was buying them like a lot of games. And usually I was like just selling the games afterwards or like keeping them for later. Like you want to play them like one more time. Perfect, and like yeah. just knowing that you have, yeah, like you have the physical copy, you can always do that. So recently, because I got my first kid in 2019, in February 2019, I started thinking about it. And you're very right. Like one thing that I adore now, nowadays, is that I'm buying the digital version. 
and whenever I want to play, I just like take my switch, press A, and boom, I'm inside the game. I'm playing. That's something okay. that I profoundly love. That's something that is amazing, but it comes with one downside. I'm usually not the guy playing the most recent game, you know, like, okay, so I don't know, Odyssey was just out like last week and I'm going to buy it. No, because like for me, buying a game at 70 bucks when I have a lot of games to play wouldn't make so much sense. That's true. Or it has to be a very big game. Mm hmm like Breath of the Wild or Zelda uh, or not Zelda but Breath of the Wild or Pokemon for instance like yeah. a, a big game that I love or Grand Theft Auto for instance uh, but for most games I usually buy them I usually buy them on sale and <clears throat> usually you don't have so many sales on online stores like in, in online stores so like Nintendo store or PlayStation store and that's something that I kind of don't like with digital copies, the digital versions, but at the same time, it's so convenient and money is not as big of a problem as before, you know? Yeah. So I would say that digital versions for me and for busy people would make probably more sense. Nice. Bro. But I might be wrong. What about you, bro? What do you think? Well, I, I mean, in my dream world i would have the best of both cases right so i still don't understand why you cannot buy the physical copy of a game on nintendo switch and download the damn thing in your yeah, console I, I still don't know why that's not possible i mean nowadays it I should agree. be if mm -hmm. that was the case i would still buy my physical mm -hmm. copies because i love the cases Same. and i love their Same. colors and one day I think of, I don't know if I'm going to have a man cave because that's like a big dream and it can be expensive and so on. But if yeah. I have like a, one shelf where I can display the things I like so much, like the Amiibo collection mm -hmm. that I'm trying to build, I would love to have my favorite games in there too, you know, mm -hmm. something that I'm displaying that and they are so mm -hmm. well made and they have messages and sometimes tips about the games and uh, mm -hmm. information in general, how to play. So... I enjoy when I open, I have a drawer with my little collection of games and I have the physical ones and I, I like them. I think they're very cute. Mm -hmm. But bro, sense, bro. I, I agree with you 100%. Sometimes I'm playing Pokemon and mm -hmm. I'm crazy like that because now I have a Charizard and you can play as Charizard yeah. and Smash Ultimate. So I go like, now I'm going to play Charizard and Smash. I have to stop, yeah. close the game, take off the cartridge, put another one and... It might sound crazy and might sound that I'm the laziest person on the planet, but just sometimes just thinking mm -hmm. about all the stuff I have to do, I go like, you know what? I'm going to play another time. It's it's crazy, mm -hmm. but it's true. Mm -hmm. So no, I, true. I, I really agree with you there, bro. And especially in your case, because you like the portable mode. So I'm, I'm assuming that if you are bringing your Switch somewhere else, you'll have to bring all these, these cartridges with you. You could lose mm -hmm. them. You could drop one. The games are expensive anyway. So... Mm -hmm. Bro, I, I really like your input and I think it's very uh, valid. It's especially for mini games. And I'm not saying that Smash is a mini game, but you could play 15 minutes of Smash and getting the Definitely. most out of it. Definitely. And having Smash always on your Switch would, would change your life. It's the same for Bomberman. Uh, I think it was two years ago you were gracious enough just to like <laughs> buy me that for my birthday right. and uh, and bro I mean 
I'm playing Bomberman regularly just for that reason because it's there, nice. always is there, waiting for me. Whenever I'm like, okay, I shouldn't probably say that, but whenever I'm in the bathroom, I can take my Switch and play Bomberman. That's amazing. Exactly. That's amazing. Because you don't have to think about it. You just play Bomberman. You're spending your time well. I mean, you're doing two things and like you're playing. At the, I mean, I love it. I love it. You're, yeah, bro. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so that's another... But I'm with uh, you. I'm with you with the idea of like, if we buy a physical copy, we should be able to get the digital version oh, at yeah, the same time. Oh yeah, that'll be perfect. I, yeah. And getting probably better loading times when whenever you have the cartridge inside. Because I don't mind having like slow loading times whenever like you don't have the cartridge, for instance. I wouldn't mind because like sometimes you just want to play a game, but you don't have it like, available at this moment you know what i mean yeah. like i'm in my bedroom and my kids are playing in the living room and i don't want to tell my wife that i'm like uh, not not asleep you know and so i'm taking my switch and i want to play and let's say that i forgot my game in the living room bro i'm screwed that's why you need all the digital versions <laughs> that's a bad one that's a bad one oh, don't tell my, don't tell my wife no no she's never gonna <laughs> listen to this anyway no she's not she's not <laughs> Oh, bro, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. you're there, you don't want to, I don't know, wake them up or anything. So, I mean, I know for a fact that a lot of people feel that way. So, there is even, um, it's like a sticker that you put on mm -hmm. the back of your Switch. That mm -hmm. hurts me to think about putting a sticker on my Switch, but some people yeah, are fine with that. Yeah. Ah. And they have, like, mm -hmm. pockets for your cartridges. So, people keep gear. some of them in there. Yeah. It's a gear. Uh, someone could maybe use that, but yeah, I, I agree no. with you, bro. And, and maybe our listeners will maybe next time think, well, do I want the physical copy or the digital copy? Think about those things. They, they can actually make a big difference in the, in the future. Right, bro? Another thing that I don't understand. So, of course, you can always expand the storage with... Uh, uh, memory, not a memory stick, but like with a how do you call micro it? SD like a memory card? card? Yeah, micro SD card. Yeah, thank you. So, for instance, in that case, what I have right now is a two fifty six gigabyte, oh, which that's is a good. good one. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm realizing that if I buy, let's say, ten big games, it's gonna be full. Yeah, you know. So, like, we should have an option of. I don't know, getting a better storage with the Switch right away. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. just like iPhones, you could buy just the like lower end version with like 32 gigs, just like right now, or like a better one with one terabyte, for instance. I would be down buying a Switch with one terabyte SSD inside right away because like I know in advance that I would play that Switch like with digital versions only like digital copies of my games i would love that too bro that that's really I'm smart sure it's not gonna happen i hope the nintendo developers are listening to us right now and they're gonna yeah. you know yeah uh hear our mm -hmm. prayers and yeah it makes perfect sense because i mean I, I i don't know what is the biggest storage capacity that one can have in a micro sd card 
I, I never actually for the for the for the switch I think that you cannot go above 512 okay. I think I'm I'm not sure but I think that you cannot go above 512 which is big I mean it's 20 big games True. which is amazing that's not bad but 20 games for okay so it's probably not for our audience anyways but it's like if you're super busy usually you don't need all your games in like installed all the time on your switch and something that i found myself doing more and more it's like i'm doing the same with my ps4 but i complain about the storage capacity of my ps4 and i'm really looking forward to the ps5 because like 800 gigs that's what they said it's gonna be the ssd for the ps5 I hope that 800 gigs would be enough to play digital versions, you know, because I, hope so I don't too. think it's big enough. I hope I so I don't too, think bro. it's big enough. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not yes. too excited on that front because like digital versions, I think, is the future. And I, I get why they are putting the games on Blu-ray discs for PS4, like Xbox, because like the games are massive. We are talking about like oh, sometimes yeah. 100 gigabytes. So in that case, yeah, it, it makes sense to just to have like a, an option just to like have a physical disc and putting it inside and I, I, it makes sense. But for a Switch where the biggest games are like 30 gigs tops, I think that we should have a better storage capacity coming with the Switch if we wanted to. I agree, bro. I agree 100%. I mean, I know mm -hmm. that you can, for example, if you're running low in storage and you bought a... a uh, digital version of a game mm -hmm. you can always mm -hmm. uninstall it because on your Nintendo Switch account it's going to always be there for you to yeah. re-download oh, it so it it's not like you're going to lose but I mean again for someone who is busy if you have to think about what game I need to, to install again and blah, blah, it's just too much so I agree with mm -hmm. you and hopefully they're going to think about this and, and yeah. figure this out because it can be really annoying Bro, I'm gonna just say one word, Stadia. <laughs> okay, no, Google, but... how much are you paying my bro? <laughs> no, they are not sponsoring the episode anyway. Yeah. But bro, if you think about it, it's the same. It's the future because you don't have to think about the hardware. You don't have to think about the storage. Yeah. You don't have to think about anything else than having a good network like a good connection to the internet and having your game pad, your game controller. And that's it. It's amazing on paper. It so, is. bro, I think it's a good moment to wrap up this episode and probably give our final thoughts about Gears on, on those consoles that we have. Uh, like, do you want to add anything? Well, bro, what I, I would always recommend, no matter what mm -hmm. it is right now, nowadays, if you don't go search on Google, on YouTube, um, mm -hmm. a given device that you might want to buy, you're losing time and your money. You know, there's so many great reviews out there where you can see people using them for a while, mm -hmm. testing, giving you their opinions. We are trying to do the same here, for example, with our podcast. So yeah. my final consideration is the market is always going to throw thousands of, of options at you, especially mm -hmm. if you're talking about the Nintendo Switch. So my opinion is do your homework, think about what could mm -hmm. make things more enjoyable to you, but search before you buy, because there are many things out there, controllers that promise you the best gaming experience and they're terrible. So the resources are vast. Just do your homework, 
test them out. And if you really like them, email us, let us know what gears is your favorite. And if we should maybe Mm -hmm. make a a deeper review in one of them, we can always do that. But the take home message, my opinion, Mm -hmm. bro, do your homework so you won't regret. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I'm with you there. Uh, we can always, as you said, like try to review stuff for you too, especially if we have the, the hardware or like the thing, uh, if we have them physically already. Uh, you can always ask stuff to us using the hashtag AskGameBros uh, that we will put in the description. Uh, you can always send an email at contact at GameBros.fm. Exactly. Uh, but bro, I'm, I'm always excited about new piece of gear, but at the same time, I'm not the one that will spend tons of money on gear. Mm-hmm. I usually love watching those videos, but most of the time I picture myself not buying them for a reason. And that's what you just said. Just do your homework. Don't get too excited. Even if you can return items, try not to do it because like, oh, try not to do it systematically. You, you should try to be convinced in advance, like before ordering, because of course Amazon is great, but like think about the climate too. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say hashtag climate change or whatever, but like sending cardboard boxes empty or whatever, like doing round trips every time is not a good idea first. So try to be convinced. And if you're not in the very end, of course, send it back to Amazon. That's why we love so much about That's what we love so much about Amazon too. So do your homework, guys. Like, yeah, that's that's a good point, bro. Oh, bro, great point, great point. So I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's really smart what you just said. You you've probably watched I don't know several, probably more than twenty videos I read about gears, and I doubt that you mm-hmm. bought one or two of them, maybe at most, because you no. yeah. basically learn everything beforehand. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. pretty cool, not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, what are we bringing next to our next episode? So, bro, I'm super excited about the next episode. Um, the next episode will be slightly different from the previous one, just for a reason. You played that game and I did not. You were very excited about that game and now I'm kind of hyped too. So I think that you should try to convince me with the next episode like, you have to convince me of buying that game. I, I have to buy that game after next episode, okay? So it's going to be your big oh. task for next episode. And yeah, we will talk about Astral Chain on Nintendo Switch. That's a big, big game. Right, bro? Uh, oh, I'm yeah. not going to spoil anything saying that it's an amazing game. But, bro, you will have to try to convince me. It's going to be a pretty challenge for you. Challenge accepted, because, like, bro. Yeah. Challenge yeah. accepted. So, so please do your homework, bro. <laughs> I, I, I will do my best to convince you, bro, and everyone who is listening to us right now that this is a game worth of your time. So you stick with yeah. us. We are going to talk about Astro Chain next time. Um, it's mm-hmm. been, I think, mm-hmm. two episodes that we are talking about hardware. So now we are talking about yeah. a game again. And oh, again, yeah. let us yeah. know if the hardware stuff is more... I don't know, entertaining or maybe more informative or if you want to mm-hmm. know more about games. But next time, Astro Chain. Bro, thank you so much for finding time, especially now that you have thank two you, wonderful bro. kids to <laughs> record this podcast. Again, it was a lot of fun and it's really good to see you through FaceTime. <laughs> it's, it's so exciting to be back, bro. To be honest, like I'm very excited. Bye.